Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast for a very special episode tonight. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and through the screen is... Cranky, good evening, and this is a very special episode because we have guests. So we would like to welcome um, Bernadette, also known as Yard Sale. Kara, also known as Sidewinder, and a special appearance by Rockhopper. Um, so they're the owners and operators of the Lookout Hostel in PA, which is right next to Route 309. They are also avid section hikers and have completed over 800 miles of trail from southern VA. Virginia to the border of Massachusetts. Do I have that right, guys? Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. So I guess we will start with the hiking because it's kind of interesting. We have done almost the exact same sections as you guys. So um, why don't you start with your backgrounds a little bit and tell us um, how you got into hiking, um, and why the AT? So to start with, the uh, section hiking was originally my idea. Um, I was teaching in North Carolina and was coming home to Pennsylvania for the summer, so I wanted something active to do with my summer, to stay busy. So I figured, you know, why don't I try to section hike the Appalachian Trail in Pennsylvania. I thought that was, you know, something local that I could explore more of. And then um, my mom kind of jumped in from there, if you want to tell your part of the story. (laughs) So when she said she was going to hike Pennsylvania, I'm like, you can't do that by yourself. There's crazy hikers (laughs) out there. That was my perception being a non-hiker. And um, she said, well, no one's going with me. So I said, all right, I'll take a week off of work and go with you. And then we realized you can't hike Pennsylvania in a week. Um, No. I took an an extended um, time off of work just to do Pennsylvania. And we hiked it in 17 days. Yeah. So that's pretty much the standard 17 days to get through PA, isn't it? I, I think so, but we were a little overzealous being our first ever hike and probably should have toned that down a little, and we learned a lot that hike. <laughs> that that everybody sure. does. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, before before this hike, had you done any hikes prior? So we had, I mean, we love to day hike. We had day hiked a lot. We've, you know, the pinnacle is very close to my house, um, so we have a lot from Eckville up to the Pinnacle and back, um, but we had never backpacked. So, oh, in wow. preparation for the section, of course, like we did several overnight hikes, um, weekend hikes, just to kind of prepare. But I don't think anything could have prepared us for <laughs> what we were in for. Northbound <laughs> or southbound on that? Okay, so, um, we decided to go southbound because we. We figured by day, was it three or four, we knew we would be near our home and um, we could make adjustments. And we also started with both of our dogs 
And so we also had that in mind. And at that, and then when we did get to um, Eckville, I did leave my dog home because um, yeah. she started wearing her nails down really to the pulp and stuff. But um, Kara's dog ended up making the whole trip. That is really ambitious, and that's awesome. Like, first big section hike with canines, and that's really rough terrain, so I I don't blame you for leaving your dog behind. But north to south in PA is definitely the way to go, because then you end up in the Columbia Valley, which is one of my favorite sections. Cumberland. Yeah, I know that that the Cumberland Valley, I mean, Cranky just won't stop talking. That's his favorite (laughs) hike section of every single hike we've done. He always talks about the Cumberland Valley. And man, that was the, it was such a pleasant day when we hiked that. We're like, oh good, no more rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Jake, it's a bad rap for the rocks, but like that Southern Third is just some of the best trail that I've been on, on, you know, the 900 or so miles that we have done. Yeah. So that is awesome. And that's, like we said, that's really ambitious to just jump in like that. I love it. Um, and then when did uh, Rock Hopper start joining you guys? About two. She started going on little hikes with us um, here and there. And um, she just seemed to really enjoy it. She loves the outdoors, loves looking at the leaves and the critters and all the fun things, right? And um, so we've gotten her to go maybe three, four miles, um, then camp, and then um, camp. And she's also, um, the first camp we did, we went to a hang, Mm -hmm. um, Maha Hang. And um, we did like a double decker where she hung above me in her own hammock. Oh, really? And um, so now that's how... That's how we hang. Um, so she's done several of those with us, and we've camped quite a bit outside, right? Yeah. Can you explain that hang? I've never heard of it, but that's pretty ingenious. So it's Mid-Atlantic Hammock Hangers Association, um, where we um, go. It's down, um, It's now down in Caledonia State Park. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about, the actual event is that what you're talking about no i mean or how we do how you do it yeah that's pretty cool yeah okay so well while we were there i saw someone else um hanging and um the first time she actually just crawled in my hammock with me um and being little it was all right but then i saw um other hammockers where they hung their tarp really high and then she is hung on the same tree as me, but just high. And then I hang lower. So I literally can like reach my hands up and touch her. And we oh. can talk and chat. And Cute. I love it. Some people will use spreader bars and do it side by side. But I can just envision her crawling out and leaving me in the middle of the night and not knowing where she was. So. <laughs> Understandable. Absolutely. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, that is an ingenious idea. So, two, I am very, very impressed. That is fantastic, Rock Hopper. Um, All right. So, section hiking, how long, you guys have said you did about 800 miles so far. How long has that taken you? Because we've done about 900, and it's taken us, like, four years. Mm -hmm. 
That's pretty close. We started in 2016, so we've been at it for five years now. Um, I did have to take about a year break because of an ankle injury and had to have surgery and recover from that. But um, now we are back on trail, ready to get in those thousand miles. I think the halfway point is going to be huge for us. Same yeah, we with are. Us. <laughs> yeah, we're in the same boat. That's awesome. And you have done from Lower Virginia up to the border of Mass, or have you gone into Mass yet? Just a little bit. Just yeah, maybe five ten miles into Massachusetts. Okay. Oh, okay. So did you do um, the three mountains right from? Uh. The- Oh, Oh, please talk about that because it's another thing that Cranky loves are those mountains and I don't understand why. I'm in love with Mount Race, but I'm in the minority here. What do you got? What did you guys think? I I thought it was torture. (laughs) Thank you. I have to agree. I mean, that was the first section back after my ankle surgery. And so it was pretty rough. I mean, after having hiked in Virginia where the trail is really well maintained and, you know, a wide, smooth trail, it was very difficult to jump back in right at that moment. Um, But that's what hiking's all about. I was very happy that we were able to conquer it in the end. And how did your ankle feel after you did those? Not too bad. I wore my brace the whole time, made sure to, you know, stick my feet in the creek at every chance I got to cool it off. Mm -hmm. And um, it went pretty well. Yeah, those are not fun mountains. Even though they're small, they are a pain. (laughs) Again, I'm in the minority, but I really love... Well, what time of year did you guys do that? August. Yeah. just did it. Not that long ago. Okay. Okay. That's... (laughs) About when we did it, and yeah, it was torture going up. We did it again on a 90-degree day. But I don't know. For me, once we got to almost the uh, summit of race where you're walking along um, that ridge line and that escarpment. We learned a new word on our yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, I absolutely loved it. Okay. So you pro- have you done the priest? Yeah. Yes. So you probably like that too, huh? Yes. We like overhangs. We like the call of the void dangling our feet off the sides of cliffs. (laughs) (laughs) My wife does not like pictures of me doing that, but I, yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. So we have found, and I'm really glad, do you guys follow um, Dixie Homemade Wanderlust on YouTube? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she did one of her most recent videos, and I'm really glad that she did this. You've been keeping up on her, Crank. I, um, well, I, know I she's will fill somebody. you in. I mean. <laughs> so one of her most recent videos was talking about section hikers and how section hikers really don't get maybe as much credit as we deserve. Um, and one of the points that she was making, which I totally agree with, is for a through hike it might cost you five thousand six thousand dollars depending on what you want to do how many zeros you want to take um but she made a really good point if you're section hiking the entire trail it may cost you three or four times 
that amount over the course of however long it takes you to section hike it. Because each section you do, you have to arrange shuttles or stage cars. Um, we always end up on the drive home stopping for a meal. Um, so she had a really good point that section hikers in some ways spend a lot more money on this and are a lot more, again, in some ways, a lot more dedicated because you have to keep making these arrangements over and over and over again for years. And especially you, Kara, who had a year's worth of rest and surgery yep. and you continued on. Yes, definitely. Um, it's been difficult sometimes to find people and especially during the pandemic it was really hard to get shuttles it was really hard to arrange hotels and finding places to eat and things like that that proved to be pretty difficult um but i think between it's nice to have both of us because we can both kind of talk things out and arrange things together like i'll typically figure out where we're going to stop each night or where we can eat and where, what restaurants we can go to. And then she arranges a lot of the shuttles. Wouldn't you say? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. yeah. This all sounds very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so is that how you guys handle it? Do you guys do mostly shuttles or do you stage cars? Like what do you usually end up doing? So on um, the first time we did it, um, we, actually had um, someone come pick us up. And then a couple of our sections, my girlfriend was like, oh, I'll take a couple days and get away. I'll come pick you up and bring you back to your car. That's a great um, friend. And, uh, and then a couple times we hired a shuttle, which can be quite pricey because when you're hiking yes. 150 miles or whatever. Um, and then we also had my brother one time. Um, we did a fundraising hike. Um, his wife passed away and we did a fundraising hike to support the cause. And he thought it was, you know, would he would help us out because of doing all that. So we, a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, same with us, Cranky, yep. Mrs. Cranky and my parents. I mean, my parents are some <laughs> people that are like, yeah, we'll take a ride up to Massachusetts for the day. It's all right. I'm like, thanks because it's saving us a lot of cash. <laughs> we're getting to the point where we're like, should fly to where we need to go now you know so yeah i know it was difficult we can definitely identify um with you know finding shuttles during the pandemic but we did actually some of our most enjoyable sections were during that year mm -hmm. um because very few people were out there and our work situation i know um you said you're a teacher so you know we were a little bit, um, work was different. So I had more time and You're we did it Georgia very, very carefully there, Crank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we did, um, Georgia in two sections, um, during the pandemic. So I don't, did you guys enjoy it more during that year or what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? That was actually the time that I hurt my ankle was. Oh, Okay in May of right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I spent that whole year literally on the couch because I could not get up because I was in on crutches. Oh, um, sorry. So we didn't get to oh, too much of it. It was pretty short lived. Mm. Yeah, I think we did our hike in May and then that was it. Yeah. You, so you hurt your okay. ankle on trail. Yes. Oh. Yep. I had, um, 
switched up my shoes. <laughs> yes. Normally I wear oboes, um, more of a sturdy hiking shoe and did decided to switch to ultras and see what that was like. And just the lack of support put too much on the arch of my foot. And I tore the tendon that connects my arch to my ankle. So, um, it was pretty extensive, had to have like a tendon transfer to repair all of that and pretty long recovery. So that was just because of the zero drop. Yes. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody suffering that badly. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's the zero drop. And then I would imagine uh, Mrs. Cranky has the same issue with ultras. They're really great in some ways, but they are flimsy above, um, I would say, above the base, above the sole. They, They are pretty flimsy. And yeah, we've twisted our ankle plenty of times in them. So yeah, that sucks. I guess it's back to uh, a more substantial boot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so how much weight were you carrying when you did that? Um, I would say 20 pounds. Oh, so not good. a lot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's why it sounds corny because it's overused, but hike your own hike. ultras have literally saved me i cannot wear any other boot any other shoe i get blisters i have very flat feet um and i would have had to stop hiking if it wasn't for ultras but yeah you're obviously on the opposite end where they totally messed you up for a year that sucks but again that's why hike your own hike even though it's kind of corny is a very very um legitimate philosophy for trail Absolutely. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you are recovered. So what have been your favorite sections? I mean, we kind of said ours, but what about you guys? What have been your favorite? Um, I think I liked um, a good bit of New York. I thought that was um, interesting. And of course, I, I like the Triple Crown. That was that was oh. neat section, you know. Shenandoahs were nice, too, but a more, more, um, that was more, uh, a lot of people there, so I could do yeah. without so many people. But it was pretty. I love the views and mm-hmm. whatnot there. How about you? Um, I would have to say the Shenandoahs, just because, um, you know, you could see something different every day. There was tons of wildlife. We could some days eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the wayside. So it was definitely more of a vacation than work compared to some of the other sections. And relatively flat, too. Yeah. It was a cakewalk, I'm sure. (laughs) So for Virginia, did you go south to north? Or did you go north to south? Or was it a mishmash? Mostly. Yeah, mostly southbound. Um, it really depends on the section, too, and how we can arrange it. Right. Occasionally, we would slack pack mm-hmm. and then do longer miles. So sometimes um, they would advise us, well, you might want to go north in this section. Oh. So then we would do what worked best. Yeah, was, uh, the reason why I ask is because I know folks going Nobo, they're dealing with mountains of, of course, North Carolina and then Southern Virginia. And by the time they get to the Shenandoah, it's like it's a dream. So I was wondering if you were going northbound, if you had fa- found that. But did you find it harder as you were going south? I would say so. I think once we got through the Shenandoahs, then you have the priest, which was killer. We did that in the rain and really cold weather. 
So that was a rude awakening after all of those waysides and smoothies <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yeah. How many um how many trips did you do the Shenandoah in? We did that in one trip. One trip. Oh wow. So you guys are lash hikers, so long ass <laughs> section hikers. Very nice. We try because we only had I get a week vacation so i try to take the weekend before the whole week and then the weekend after and try to get in as much as we can during that time that's yeah. fantastic and you saved a we- lot of money to do on it I'm sure. <laughs> yes <laughs> it does help yeah we have been into the shenandoah i lost count, count. it must be four or five times mm-hmm. um just timing has not allowed us to do long like sections in there but we're almost done with it and as many times as we have been there we have not gotten to enjoy the waysides oh, so, no. yeah the um the we shakes. started it the during shakes. the pandemic we were gonna do the so they shakes. were closed and, yeah and like the last time we were in the shenandoah was the end of um october and we were so lucky to get that one cottage um, and that was really the only time we were really able to enjoy what the Shenandoah has to offer. Uh-huh. But we still didn't get the shake. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to have to go back. Go back yeah. and even though we're going to be done with it, we'll just have to drive to Skyline and just stop and get the stupid milkshake. <laughs> I did go. I did a section with my girlfriends last year, and I think we did three or four days as well. And we did that in, in October. And when we hiked, we did it in July or August. And it was so different hiking in those two different seasons. Um, the uh, the views and the trees and everything in October were amazing. The, the fog and the clouds, it was so neat. But when we did it, the hike, our hike in June, June or July, we saw so many animals. And I am not lying. We saw four, 14 14 bears we went through that what? section yeah i'm not lying yeah so i am so jealous so yeah. jealous yeah so jealous the first like, one how we, close did you get to the bears like what well one actually did come in and start sniffing my hammock at night that was the closest that we've gotten okay now you have to elaborate <laughs> i mean i was pretty much asleep the entire time so i think my mom needs to tell well, the story <laughs> we're camping right outside of the campground which was really a big mistake because bears are going to go meandering campgrounds and and now hindsight now we know that but mm-hmm. Um, but we were right outside of a campground and around midnight, I heard this crashing through the woods and my daughter says, mom, did you hear that? And like, I'm like, yeah, I heard that. And I open my hammock and I turn my headlamp on and I see these two eyes staring at me <laughs> and I'm like, it's a bear. Cause, I mean, I couldn't see it, but the level it was and everything, I'm like, it's a bear. And I'm getting out, putting my shoes on, trying to yell at this thing. She's in her hammock with the the quilt over her head <laughs> and I'm like get out of here get out of here and it goes from say 12 o'clock to two o'clock mm-hmm. and then it stops again and then I yell again and then it goes from two o'clock or from two o'clock to four o'clock and then it stops again and now there's this huge boulder and it's behind that and 
my daughter's right in front of the boulder. Now I have no idea where it's at. I'm like, get out. It's right behind you. <laughs> I was too comfortable. I could not get out of my hammock to worry about the stair. So finally, I took my hiking poles and started making a racket. And then it, it finally left. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. And you guys did the exact right thing. That's exactly what you are supposed to do. Yeah, so, yeah, I am... <laughs> after that <laughs> um yeah i'm super jealous i have wanted to see a bear um since we started this and okay can no i interject we did see a bear from the comfort of the car in Shenandoah. okay no 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 it counts all right no, it doesn't. i'm with mrs cranky on this one it counts, all right? that is an awesome story yes i am super jealous i don't know if i would want to get that close but um that's fan so 14 that's amazing that is yeah. absolutely fantastic um so yeah i definitely agree shenandoah has been one of my favorite sections as well what about your least favorite what has been the section that's like i hate this why do i do this i want to quit hmm. do you have a least favorite my least favorite was the priest um it it was ugly it was raining I forget which direction we were going, um, but we were climbing up the steep part of the priest and I literally could take like one or two steps and had to stop and one or two steps and I just wanted to be done. And there was no view because it was so foggy so with the rain and I I was just, that was my least. It, overall, the hike was good, but that moment was my least favorite. All right. Definitely understandable. I don't know if I have a least favorite per se. I mean, it really depends on just how I'm feeling at that moment. So in that case, I would probably say, you know, Northern Connecticut, the beginning of Massachusetts was the most just miserable for me because there wasn't too many views. Um, and I just felt like I was walking in the woods for so long without seeing anything. Um, plus it was my first hike back after my injury. So yeah. that, you know, took a toll as well. Now, when you did climb race and what's the other one, what's the name? Of the, uh, the ledges. Yeah. Um, were you able to see Mount Greylock? Was it a nice enough day? No, it was pretty rainy. Oh, I don't rainy. think we could, we were trying to look and we, we, weren't sure that we could see it yeah because that that's the only redeeming factor of that mountain is, is, is to see that view i'm sorry <laughs> that's why i like it so much yeah we lucked out we were able to see Greylock, which if there was no view and if it was raining and fogged in i definitely would probably be right there with you but yeah um all right, very cool. So I guess, I mean, what's next? What's your next hike? Do you go into the wintertime or are you fair weather hikers? Um, no snowy. Yeah. <laughs> we have gone into the winter before. Um, so we hiked Jersey in six degree weather over New Year's. and Nice. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Um, things have been pretty crazy just work-wise getting back into things after the pandemic and all of that. So maybe over Christmas we'll do something. Um, probably if we do end up doing a hike over Christmas time, that would probably be in Massachusetts just because it's closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, what is the driving time for you guys to Mass? Because it's about three for us, and you guys are in Pennsylvania, so. I think it might have been about that, too. Yeah, yeah, not too terribly far. Because once you get into Virginia, as we all know, it's hours. Um, Well, yeah, we've been working on Virginia for over a year. It seems like we'll never get it done. But um, let's talk about the hostel. I am super excited because... Hiking the trail during the pandemic, we heard so many stories of hostels closing and shuttles shutting down. Um, It was kind of depressing. So the fact that you guys are starting one up is fantastic. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. What made you want to open a hostel? And can you give us a little background on that? Yeah, so our initial intentions were not um, buying the property for a hostel. We were looking, my husband hunts and our kid, my kids hunt, and um, they were looking for hunting land. And this property, we drive by it all the time living here. And like, that would be a neat place to have because it like hangs over the edge of the mountain. And um, we propositioned the man and um, ended up, uh, he accepted our low ball offer. Um, so we have 20 acres and there's a building, um, it's a house, but a building and, um, a garage. And so, um, we're like, well, why not fix it up? And maybe we could use it for us for hunting, but also use it for hikers. We don't need to live there. Mm-hmm. So you make use of it in some way. And it is like, less than two tenths of a mile from the trail. So it's perfect. That is absolutely fantastic. So how long have you been working on it? And when do you think you guys will be ready and open up? So we bought it in April and it was a disaster. There was mold, it was trashed. I mean, we bought it as is. We didn't know if anything worked in it. Um, The water didn't work. We tried to fire that up. That didn't work. All the copper and pipes were all cut out. We have our work cut out for us. But um, we got the water working. We got the heat working. Um, We have um, remodeled the whole um, living room area. There's one small private room upstairs. And at this point, I've taken in a few hikers just on an as-needed basis that my name got out. And you know, they were like, look, I have no running water, this, that in the beginning, but they were happy to have a dry place sometimes, you know. Um, So we just had some beds upstairs. Um, And at this point now we um, have running water in the kitchen. We have a toilet that flushes, but we still don't have the shower and all that going. And we have um, the kitchens done except for kitchen stove. I have to get a kitchen stove yet. Um, and I'm working on remodeling the basement now, which would then end up being the living quarters, you know, like for sleeping arrangements. Great. Great. We're getting there. Fantastic. Yeah, your pictures, your before and after pictures on Instagram. Um, you guys have put a lot of work into it already. Take a step forward and three steps back, you know, with things, but we're getting there. Now, have you thought about, I, I mean, you're, we're getting into the holidays and you're working on your hostel and you have lives that you're leading. Now, have you thought about when your hostel does open for business, how that'll affect your hiking schedule? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> um, 
I honestly haven't really thought about that too much. I mean, luckily, you know, my dad and my boyfriend are also in the area and they're not huge section hikers. So, but they're accustomed to, you know, what a section hiker needs and some of the comforts that they would appreciate. So I think they would be willing to step up if we decided to do any hiking. Yeah. And I think our, our hiking season here, um, for through hikers is like May, June, July. So we may just have to push ours off into August a little bit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I, a sunrise hostel down in North Carolina. I know that's what they do. They have the bubble mainly, and then they, they close the hostel and they go hiking themselves. So (laughs) it's going to be quite the change. Yeah, and we had always, you know, as soon as we started hiking, fantasized about how cool it would be to own our own hostel, and ne- I never thought it would actually, like, come to fruition Me this either. quickly, <laughs> um, and now it's kind of all come together, so we haven't really ironed out too many of the details oh, yet. So I'm a little worried, actually, because um, I still work three days a week. Mm -hmm. So like, how am I going to do this and run the hostel and have a little bit of a life? And yeah, um, but uh, Kara is gonna um, take some of the days that I can't be there. um, Since she's home during the summer, and she's going to take some of those days. And so I think we'll work it out. Maybe we might need to hire someone for a little bit. But I mean, it sounds like you, you guys have it under control, even though you think you don't, you guys are fun. <laughs> but I was, I was curious from the time that you, I mean, you've always noticed your property to the time you offered this, how quick was that turnaround time? Um, so we talked to him and I think February and, um, uh, he wanted a lot more for the property, um, but it's on a really steep hill. So although it's 20 acres, it's not real valuable flat land. It, um, right. But um, the building is 1,250 square feet. So it is something to work with, although it was in bad shape. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then um, we kind of sat on that for like a month and a half because he was like, well, you're pretty far off the mark. And so then he ended up calling us and, I said to my husband, what do we do? Do we offer more? And my, my husband wants to retire in a couple of years. So it's like, you know, we don't want to get into any more, more debt than what we offered. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to say, um, when he, when he called, I was ready to say, sorry, if the other person wants it, just give it to them. Like we, you know, can't give any more. And he said, I decided to, to sell it to you for that price. I don't want to go through a realtor and, um, you can have it for that price. And I was like, Oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) So it was meant to be. It was, I guess. Yeah. Wonderful. That's great. And at this point we've had lots of camp outs up there, whether it's camping outside or inside, you know, we've had families there. The guys hunted there this past weekend. And so, yeah. Excellent. Um, so will you guys run, sh- and you're two-tenths of a mile from the trail, which is great. Are you thinking of running shuttles at all or just, you know, here's where we are, get here, and that's how it's going to work? I'm thinking that we won't offer shuttles because we are so close and we're not too far away from Hamburg, which they probably already resupplied in mm-hmm. when they came through. So mostly if there are people that need shuttles, it would be emergency or slack packing um, and there is a guy here that does do some shuttling, so we might divert that off to those people um, if we can. 
and we'll see how it goes. Once we're retired, we might be a little more open to doing slack packing and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that is, yeah, what you're describing is what I love about this trail. Like entire communities crop up. So exactly what you're describing, like you'll have your hostel, you know, another guy who does shuttle. So you'll partner that with, that's absolutely fantastic. I was curious, are you guys the only spot in town for a, a hostel? Where is the next nearest? Um, so there's a gentleman in town that offers um, an apartment. He's a little pricier. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the same guy that does the shuttling. So um, oh, okay. but it's a little pricier. So hikers sometimes don't want to spend that money. I've um, read about him on Gut Hook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's good. He has a really good place. Yes. But um, so besides that, um, and then there's a woman who does take some hikers in again, she's on the pricier side as well. Not necessarily a hostel. She takes them into okay. her home. Mm-hmm. Besides that, the next one is out, I think at 183, which is, uh, like two days away from oh, us. Wow. So, so it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys will be the only Game traditional hostel in that area. That is I absolutely so. fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um, what have you had to do for the state of Pennsylvania, if anything, since you're starting a business? So we're still working through all that um, because there's so much to do with the property that we just haven't even caught up with everything to even get that far. So at this okay. point, we're just going to take donations mm-hmm. and just keep working on the property till we can meet the criteria that we could officially be ready and go through those avenues. All right. Fantastic. Um, and let me see if I have anything else. So yeah, what has been, I'm assuming it's, it's, you know, renovations, but what has been the most challenging part of that process so far? Um, I think feeling like we took a step ahead and then falling behind again, you know, like, um, uh, for one thing, we put the toilet in and yay, it flushes, everything's great. And then I had three hikers staying there and ma'am, I'm sorry, but the sewer backed up into the basement. (laughs) Um, And, and really just trying to figure out, we don't, we don't know where the sewer is and trying to figure it out and learn, you know, it's like a puzzle. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I definitely commend you guys for (laughs) for doing that. (laughs) Um, and we usually uh, try to wrap things up. Do you guys, your bear story was fantastic. Do you guys have any other funny or interesting? We're blatantly ripping off Kyle O'Grady's trail Trail tales, but do you guys have a trail tale that you would like to share? Um, Sticking with the animal theme, we do have another fun animal encounter um, on my behalf. Of course (laughs) Uh, we were, when we were hiking Pennsylvania, we had just hiked out of Duncannon and it was super, super hot day. Um, we had drank and ate at the Doyle and we're just hiking out. Um, so obviously like felt horrible. So I set up our tent real quick, went to lay in the tent and my mom had went to get water or went to, you know, the, the gas station down the road just to get some Gatorades. 
And while she came back, there was something furry right next to me outside of the tent while I was sleeping. Um, and it turned out to be a skunk that oh, was no. just, uh, you know, sniffing around, hanging out. And I had no idea. I mean, if I would have known, I probably would have been sprayed. But she, uh, again, like smacked her sticks together and scared away this skunk. So we were salvaged. But uh, for some reason, the animals just can't leave me alone. I think your trail name should be Animal Whisperer or something. <laughs> By the uh, way, how did you guys get your trail names? You can go first. Um, so I was hiking in this valley um, and stepped over a big tree and in skiing terminology, when you have a wipeout, it's called a yard sale because all the crap goes flying. And <laughs> that's, so that's hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, she named me Sidewinder because I'm always like off taking the side trails, getting lost all the time, you know, wandering around, not really paying attention to where I'm going. Understood. And great trail names at that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else, Crank? Uh, no, I think this has been absolutely wonderful. And you guys kind of make me want to hike that section again. Because um, I enjoyed that climb. I've done Lehigh Gap a few times. One in the 90 degrees where we started hallucinating. But then I went back uh, with some other friends of mine. And it had a, a much more easier time of it. So I Not really like that section. You. Well, I enjoyed it. The, the people I was with, not so much. Um, well, you to come back and we'll put you up in the hostel. Oh, that's what I was saying. Like, when you guys are up and running, like, we'll have to do that section we'll again. We'll do a podcast episode from the source. There you go. Yes. You, you should come during hiking season when the hikers are there. Oh, my gosh. We'll do, like, multiple interviews. Oh, that's a date. That'll be, that's actually a really good idea. So we will definitely stay in touch because that is legitimately a great idea. Yeah. So where can people find you guys? Um, how do they contact you to stay at the hostel? Um, do all of your promotions. Um, so we are on Instagram and um, uh, the, the Instagram, let me tell you, is... Um, uh, this the seems lookout familiar. At, we had to do this yesterday. Try to remember <laughs> our handles. Yes. Hashtag lookout at 309 or... Um, the lookout hostel um and then um or um we will be in the at guide um and i leave comments in gut hook i'm a little afraid now that word's going to get out too quickly and i'm not going to be able to host all these hikers so i may not go in gut hook just because of that right yeah um and really it'll be first come first serve we probably only are going to have six beds maybe Mm -hmm. some tenting you know as well um, but as we move along and can progress, maybe more, but at this point, maybe six. Every bed helps a hiker. So we appreciate yeah. it so much. Yeah. And there's pizza delivery right to the, the hostel. So that's really good. So, yeah. All right. Yep. Tumbles, we're doing that section again. And that's our plan. <laughs> All right, and as for us as per standard, love us, like us on the gram, rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. What's our TikTok, Cranky? Oh, now it's my turn to kind of fumble around and stall while I look up. Isn't it rocks underscore roots? It is rocks 
underscore roots underscore podcast on uh, TikTok because we are semi-professional and all of our stuff is the same across multiple platforms. That's right. Alrighty, y'all. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, ladies. Uh, looking Thank forward you. to meeting Thanks you in person, hopefully in 2022. And good luck with the renovations. And if there's nothing else, we'll see you next time. Ciao. <laughs>